Hello and welcome back to the Bible Said What podcast. My name is Elizabeth and I'm going to be your host today. And I actually have a friend with me. I have my friend Ashley say hey. Hello. So Ashley is doing the London program with me. Um, She's studying abroad with me for the semester. She is also from Sanford. And we have a class called Biblical Foundations together. And in that class, we just shared bits and pieces of our testimonies throughout like the introduction period, beginning of the semester. And I just heard a little snippet of her story and I could just feel the Holy Spirit being like, you need to talk to this girl. Like you need to get to know her more and you need to, you know, have her on the podcast and share her story. So I'm very excited to introduce you guys to her and then just, you know, have her share her testimony. So Ashley, if you just want to first like introduce yourself today, maybe like your major, do like all the classes of fun things. First day of school, a fun fact. Yeah. Um, No, but um, kind of like Elizabeth said, I'm a sophomore at Sanford. I'm studying finance and economics um, and I'm very grateful to be in London with her. This has definitely been probably one of my favorite things I've done at Sanford. So feeling very blessed and fortunate to have these kind of opportunities. Um, But just kind of jumping into my testimony, um, I'll start at the very beginning just so you can get the full picture. Um, So I was born in Pennsylvania And while being there, I was actually baptized Lutheran, Mm -hmm. but that was more so just something that people did in the area. It was like, if you didn't, you kind of like got looked upon like your family did. So my family baptized me and my brother Lutheran, um, but we weren't really like a practicing family. It's like a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, like growing up, Easter was the Easter bunny and Christmas was Santa. Like I never really had the clear picture Um, of what all of that had meant. But I left Pennsylvania when I was three. So I have mainly grown up in Georgia, about 45 minutes north of Atlanta. Um, And I definitely love it there. It has its highs and lows, missing it right now. Um, But um, kind of something with my area, it's a very fast paced area. And the people that are there, you're kind of like stuck with. Like who you met in kindergarten is who you graduated with senior year so my hometown was too yeah so even though there's all these people you're kind of like clumped in with one group and if you like left that one group it Mm -hmm. was everyone knew everyone talked about it yeah so yeah yeah don't miss it yeah halfway can (laughs) say that um but so i have kind of had the same like girl core friend group since early elementary school which is interesting because actually all through elementary school i was really bullied and I was bullied because of like my weight and how I looked and those friends that I thought were my friends would like never stand up for me or would like fuel the fire. And yeah. so then I was like really lost of what does it mean to like be me and like to have friends and being in like third, fourth grade, you don't know what's going on. No. You're just like trying to keep your head above the water. Yeah. And like you're figuring out so many things. So that kind of made my schooling in my county really hard for myself because I just never felt like I had people that were really on my side. Yeah, no one was like rooting for Yeah, you, helping you. Yeah, people were, I was like the lowest man on the totem pole. I was the one that wouldn't speak up for myself. So I was kind of the easy punching bag in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and that kind of really impacted me mainly going into middle school. Middle school's hard. <laughs> middle is school so is just hard. another thing in and oh of itself. Yeah, we can all relate to those kind of feelings. But with having that like burden on myself of not knowing who I was, I was very like sheltered and anxious. And I was like moving away from like the happy, bubbly person that everyone described me as before. And I was just kind of 
going day by day. Wasn't really doing much of anything. I was just making it, making making my way through. Um, But kind of having that weight and that burden and that confusion on my shoulders made me want to seek approval, not from the girls, but from the guys. Mm, There it is. Which is the first fault in all of this and is kind of a very large trend for me. Um, But I was seeking out opinions of other people because if I wasn't getting the validation and I'm a big person on love language Mm. and my number one is words of affirmation. So it's we all real. we know the struggle yeah. sometimes of needing this words of yes. affirmation. Yeah, and some like you're so bold for admitting that too because sometimes I feel like I'm just like I need a correction. I know I don't want to ask for it. I know I'm like guys, please, I need this. I know, and I'm like you literally you don't understand. Like, yeah, no, and that's it's funny that that stayed my love language through everything because wow. I feel like yeah, I that should not be my number no, one. that should be like the lowest thing on it. But despite everything, the Lord has still fulfilled that. He's uh, fulfilled that like desire in my heart but in a better way now um but kind of like I said during that time I would look to boys and I would kind of like you know you're growing up you're a girl you're changing yeah don't, you don't know what's going in on school you're changing like you're changing everything is changing everything is changing <laughs> and so I started getting like a newfound sense of my body because obviously I wasn't the elementary school kid I used to be and so I was like growing up becoming becoming a girl becoming a woman. all the crazy things that are so silly to talk about but that was definitely a time of me being like, okay, I look better than I did a few years ago, so I need to go and show this off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thumbs down. But we didn't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so kind of during that time, like I said, I would bat my eyes at a couple boys, yeah. do my little smiles in the hall, <laughs> the cringy things that we all did in middle school. Ponytail swing. The, yeah, you know, walking down, opening my locker. Yeah. So cool looking back. So cool, Ashley. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you were. That's so heavy. But all of my friends really shockingly started drinking in like seventh and eighth grade. That's crazy. Which you're not even like even oh. close to developed at that point. And like it was really hard because yeah. once again, they kind of rooted it, rooted it also in like wanting that approval and like if you told people you were going to throw a party people would show up yeah and so there was definitely a lot of like self-consciousness built up mm-hmm. in in around like everyone that was really in the school and so their like outlet for that was drinking mm-hmm. and if you didn't drink you were judging mm-hmm. and yeah. so you couldn't just like go and like try to have a good time like you had to participate or like you would be talked about and like it would just be a whole other like web of things happening yeah which is also rooted in insecurity yeah in middle school you don't you don't know that that. yeah and like a lot of my friends we all had older siblings so we'd see our siblings do it and be like oh we should do that Mm -hmm. but then there's like a three-year age gap and that's just you know you don't think about that kind of stuff in the moment and so that is very much so what my county was doing partying and drinking at such a young age which really to not go over well for a lot of us um but kind of still having those like desires in my heart I almost always had a boyfriend or I was Mm. always talking to somebody even if it was like my best friend in sixth grade I dated for like two years but you know you're like oh that was that was like little joyous and Uh nothing really too crazy but hands and text yeah 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 I'm not really boyfriend and girlfriend um then my first real boyfriend I had was like in eighth grade and his name was Tyler and he just he cheated on me he was the first boy to cheat on me which is really embarrassing because obviously news spreads like wildfires especially in school and so I thought I had someone who like liked me and then I figured out only liked me for my body and like only saw me for the things but also that was all I was putting out so like Mm -hmm. 
looking back now, I can kind of see where and like why that might have happened. Um, but then I had like that breakup and I just had a lot of public like embarrassment with boys. Like I would have a public breakup. I would have I'd be cheated on and it would just be like this whole trickle down of like I was clearly never seeking the right person. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's hard being in eighth grade, but also I didn't need to be finding a boy in eighth grade. Yeah. So it's really like a dual thing mm-hmm. that I'm constantly, I was like always like going back and forth in my head. Yep. But kind of because of all those decisions I was making, I was like, I had the biggest label on my back. It was like, I had a kick me sign on my back Yeah. and everyone called me like the class hoe, like mm-hmm. the class whore. And I walked around and that is how people saw me. Like I was just the girl that was easy if you wanted something you could go to her even though in reality that wasn't true Mm -hmm. because i never physically did anything you know small dog big bark no bite kind of thing yeah and so a lot of it was really built up for my own decisions but i didn't know i was just kind of running around Mm -hmm. didn't even think anything i'd have conversations with my mom and be like oh yeah i'm talking to x y and z and she's like three yeah and i'm like yeah like You know, you're just really like going through and experience a lot of things, don't really understand the weight of your decisions at that point. Yeah. And so kind of that summer, like that transitional period of going into high school was probably some of like the lowest times in my life. But in the moment, I thought it was the best. Like Mm -hmm. I thought this was my peak. I was doing everything that I wanted to be doing. And I just would get myself in situations but I was also the girl who like cried wolf to a lot of people Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't really take anything I said like with any actual depth and so that was really hard because as I would have all these boys approaching me I thought they were doing it because they liked who I was but it was because they liked how I looked and things like that yeah and so I'd have a lot of boys like kind of like force themselves onto me and like no one would be there to help because once again I was just the girl that's what she wanted but it was like truly me like screaming for help and just Absolutely. like into the abyss it felt like no one cared people were off doing their own thing people were very like self-centered and like only looking to themselves and not like to their actual friend group and like yep. enhancing any of those friendships yeah and so that would really get me into a lot of like binds with myself in the decisions i was making which once again all just trickles down into feeling like undeserving and like empty pretty much because obviously if you're not seeking like true fulfillment in the Lord you're just going to be left empty at the end of the day and so those are all thoughts that were continuing to kind of like go through my head and I had those thoughts but I also didn't care because I was like if this is my label then this is just like the life I've chosen and this is just how it's going to be that sounded so dramatic of me and that's how I thought and it's not but it's so true true. like like when you have that label so firmly pressed upon you by the people that you're seeking yeah affirmation from like you're gonna you're just kind of stuck with that yeah Yeah. and so it was definitely a time of me being like okay well I'm just gonna stick with this and clearly like this is what my life is so I'm gonna go with it Mm -hmm. and so I would like lie to my parents not tell them who I was with I would say I was with girls, but I was with boys. Yeah. And I just did nothing to like fix my reputation or fix how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I would just kind of like give into it and be yeah. like, okay, this is just how it is. Yeah. And so that definitely made me like have a really rocky relationship at home. Mm-hmm. And then also like in my, even that girlfriend group that like I was still seeking approval from, they'd be like, pick the guys or pick us. And oh. so I was constantly in this middle of, I don't have a family I feel yeah. like that supports me. I don't have friends. I don't know what these guys really, like, what their intentions are. 
And so I was really always like, like the, the ping pong ball in the yeah. middle of everything, just like going kind of back and forth. And yeah. it was like, because of all this like lying, obviously you can't get away with that stuff. So then when my family started figuring out, they were just kind of like, obviously like kind of disapproval of, of like yeah. what I was doing. I hope so. I'm going to be that same parent <laughs> if I figured out my daughter was doing some of this stuff. But I was like being threatened to send to private school. Mm. And I just did not know what to do because I'm about to go to high school. Right. High school is a whole nother ballpark compared to middle school. Oh, absolutely. And it just became really hard because my decisions would also not only affect me, but like my brother too, because we were in the same school. And so people knew and they'd go up to my brother and say stuff to him about what I was doing. And so it really was just like this whole big mess that I was really getting myself into. And so despite all that, I continued and I kept doing that stuff. Um, And so I started dating this other boy and once again thought he really liked me and he had once again cheated on me my second boyfriend had cheated on me and I forgave him and then he broke up with me and so then once again that I was just like the fool in all of this like I truly was just like I was just the the one to take all the punches and I was like okay and I really thought I'd found myself in like a good guy friend group that I've like kind of referenced yeah but I would you know bat my eyes at all the guys which will never be a good situation being like the one girl in between like five guys and so it would just be really hard because i didn't actually like relate to them on any deeper level it was just kind of like oh these are new people because they had come from a different middle school so it was kind of like ah they had fresh start clean slate yeah fresh start and i quickly realized that once again they were one still middle school boys we all know the story of middle school boys but Plus them. They will become men one day. I remind myself that. <laughs> but it was a time of being at my all-time low because, like I said, kind of just not knowing really anything of where you stand. Like, you know, I didn't have any foundation for myself. Yeah. I just felt like I was moving from one place to another. Backpack on my back. Little homeless man. Stick out his axe. Yep. <laughs> just walking. Yeah. And it kind of got to a point where I just it was just me. Like, mm-hmm. I had burned every bridge I'd walked on. And it was just kind of like my own demise that I like left myself into. And so I actually got like really, I like pushed myself away from everyone and like to see if anyone would notice Mm -hmm. and like no one really cared. And so I was like, okay. That's the worst. Yeah. 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 And especially, like I said, being a person of words of affirmation, it is hard Mm -hmm. to set those standards on people to like just expect them to reach out. Mm -hmm. Like there's definitely a duality in that of, yeah. I can't obviously push this all off on other people to know I need help and stuff like that. But I was kind of stuck in this hole and I honestly was starting to become like really suicidal and everything. And I was just, like I said, I didn't have a strong family foundation to come home to and I didn't have friends to turn to and I just had no one to talk to. And at this point, I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know anything of like what that really meant to become a Christian. And I had actually tried to commit suicide and I hit this absolute rock bottom and I was like I just I just can't do this anymore I was like there's really no point in me to like be here like I'm, I'm bringing no joy to anyone surrounding me mm-hmm. and so I had tried to commit suicide but before I actually went through with anything I like saw an image of like my family and my friends even though they weren't great I was yeah. like I I just couldn't do this I was like I this is not my time this is not my like this shouldn't be my choice to do this mm-hmm. and so I kind of had like this picture and like this glimpse of like what could be which made me completely just be like this this isn't worth it like this is not me this is not 
going to be long term. Like it, I will be okay. And so I, after that, it was a big like pill to swallow for me. I was like, I, that was a decision that I almost made. And like that, that takes processing. And even like to this day, still like processing some of those things that I was going through in that time. Really hard. But it was also equally as hard because when I started feeling comfortable, like a few weeks later to like call for help, people like told me it didn't happen. And so they were like in denial of like the people surrounding them, like having those thoughts, which is like. <laughs> and for words of affirmation person, that's <laughs> really not the opposite. It's actually the bare minimum yes. of what I need. Yeah. And so I was stuck in this point of like, I had a choice. I was like, okay, I've called for help and I got nothing. Mm. And I was like, either I could try again or I could just, I could just change. I yeah. could just, clearly there was something that I was doing that just like wasn't, wasn't working out for me. Yeah. And so in that moment, that felt like the hardest decision of my life. Of course. Like it just felt like there was no right or wrong, but I knew I was like, okay, that is not something I want to do again. I don't, I don't want to harm myself. There's there. I just knew there was more. I didn't know what that more was, but we all know with them. Maybe the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And so this was probably like starting my freshman year. So we're like 15. That's crazy. You're so young. Yeah. You're so young at these points. Yeah. It's crazy because I talk to people and they're going with these struggles now. Yeah. And I been there done that mm-hmm. uh, which I definitely see as um, something I really cherish about myself in my story and I'll talk about yeah. extremely wise a little bit later um, but I like I said I was seeking that more I didn't know what it meant but I could just like feel it in my heart that there was something that there was something more there was a future that was promised for me and at the perfect timing of course as it always is uh, my best friend had invited me to church with her Wow, which is crazy because it was one of those nights I was drinking with all my friends yeah. and she was on a church retreat and she just like felt it in her heart to ask the group to pray for me. Oh, that gave me chills. It, yeah. It's crazy. And so she sat there with this whole small group and it was not very much so a small group. It was very much the large group. Mm-hmm. But and they all just like prayed over me. And then two weeks later, I was in that small group. Oh, my gosh. And he's the power of prayer. <laughs> truly. Wow. And I didn't know any of that. Obviously, no. she wasn't like, oh, I just prayed for you, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. that would probably have scared me away a little bit. Of course. Um, But she decided to start bringing me to church. And it was like a only for high school. It's called Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, And my church is like Brownsbridge. If you guys know Andy Stanley, he's yeah. amazing. Love that. But um, I was very fortunate. Like that is my home church. That is what I get to go home to um, in Atlanta. But it was very social. Obviously, like being freshman year, course, you're yeah. still like really focused on that kind of stuff. But despite it being all of like a little shallow sometimes and a little bit like, oh, yeah, we worship and we talk about God. But then we hang out and like, yeah, the football and it's yeah. really cool and listen to music. Taco party. And uh-huh. Food trucks. <laughs> and so despite like that being part of it, I still continued to show up. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was I felt like once again, it was a blank slate for me. I was like, OK, a lot of the people in my small group weren't from my high school. So mm-hmm. obviously word still travels and like. Yeah. I would walk in and like people would look at me and be like, why? Why is this girl yeah. here? Like I truly, my first few weeks felt like a plague walking through. Like really, wow. People would like do a double take when they saw me, mm. which should have been my every reason to run away. Yeah, but if anything, it made me want to stay. So I was like, I want to prove to these people that like I desire to be a changed person right. and I desire like 
more than what I was like giving myself. Mm-hmm. And so I continued to feed in those relationships. I had three small group leaders that were truly amazing. Mm-hmm. And within my first week, I was like texting them. And I was like, I know you don't know who I am. You don't know my name, but I like need you. And I like reached out and just immediately was getting advice for my three small group leaders, which mm-hmm. was looking back like a saving thing for you. Yeah, well, like, that's exactly what you had been wanting for. Yeah. Yeah. I've been chasing that for so long and to finally be given to that in like such a like unjudging one day, mm-hmm. which was just so, so fulfilling. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and that really is what kind of kickstarted me to be like, okay, all these people are so joyful and are walking around and like just have this attitude about them. And I obviously was craving more of yeah. what is this that we're talking about? Yeah. And so I was still with that, like with those same kind of friend groups, but I also was like armed with more like wisdom and knowledge, which I feel like is what allowed me to get through the rest of high school. Mm. Because like I said, obviously I couldn't really like change exactly who I was like hanging out with. And that was one thing that a lot of people didn't understand because they're like, okay, if they're like this crappy, like why don't you just change? Mm. But that's so much easier said than done. You don't get it. You don't get what that really means in this situation. And so even though I still kind of had like some factors surrounding me that like in the past would have brought me down, Mm -hmm. I was like just so much happier and so much like stronger in myself because I didn't have like those temptations anymore. And I was able to like actually have like the truth and the love of the Lord like fulfilling me and lifting me up and like lifting my spirits when I needed it. And so started going, like I said, in my freshman year. And then actually that Christmas time, I had gone saved. It was like yeah. a welcome home kind of talk. Yeah. Obviously talking about Christmas, but also talking about like how the church is your home and like is your community. Wow. And like I said, that is something I never had before. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like this, this is just exactly what I need. Yeah. And so oh, I still get chills thinking about the day, like mm-hmm. standing up and just like professing my love to the Lord. And like, even to this day on my mirror, we got like a little like key, key mm-hmm. to the key to the church. Yeah. Does it actually but No, we know what I mean. still cool. Yeah. Like, and it's in kingdom. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it was good. That was a good moment. Cool. But church knew what they were doing yeah. that moment. <laughs> but like, I still have that hanging up with like the oh. date on my like mirror. So I still get to remind myself every day of like what it felt like as like, like having that childlike that faith, is, you know? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And so that is like when I realized that I should continue to pour into it. Like I can't only be taking in everything I need to be giving out to the people surrounding me. Right. And so really like that's when my faith blew up. I wanted to start like leading a small group of mm-hmm. like elementary school kids. So I got to start with them when they were in third grade. And I went when I graduated, when they graduated to go to middle oh, school. And it was so oh, sad. Oh, my God. It was. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> they didn't like me sometimes, but I loved them so much. And that's what matters. They'll look back and they'll know. They'll, they'll know. Yeah, I will. I know. <laughs> and so I truly like started obviously understanding of like yeah. what all this meant. It was exploring my faith, was wanting to learn more, was pouring back into the church that had given so much to yeah. me, which was so fulfilling and a new outlet for myself to go to and like allowed me to gain mentors and like friends Mm -hmm. and just like have little children that were like looking up to me which was crazy because I felt at one point so undeserving of that Mm -hmm. and then to be the one professing the story and to like know that they could turn to me and I would never judge them for what they did yeah was something that I just found really beautiful and it's something I want to continue to do in the future Mm -hmm. um but kind of through all of that, there was this one sermon that really stuck out to me. And like to this day, I think about almost like every single day. Wow. 
And so it was called Mountains, Valleys, and Caves. And so it kind of took place in like First Kings 18 to 19. Okay. And it was when Elijah is going against Baal and they're kind of talking about who's who's the real king. Yeah. Like whose God is real. And it was this moment of, you know, there's here's the wood, strike your like strike the lightning, catch it on fire, and that's who the real God is. Right. That's kind of like the background of what's happening. And obviously Elijah is the one that wins because our God is ever sending and is truly amazing <laughs> and is the true God compared to anything else that they talked about in the Old Testament. Yep. Um, but not even just that moment of like God declaring his like power and like authority over the earth, like that was truly amazing. But then the sermon to continue to follow was following Elijah because he was just at this huge high. Yeah. Just seeing like proving to thousands of people huh. that like our God is the God. Yeah. Like he is the almighty one. He went and ran and hid in a cave and was like, I want to die. I can't do this. That, and he was like, yeah, immediately struck with like fear and self-consciousness. And he was like, just over it. He's like, nope, I want to die. Angel, please come kill me because I don't want to do this anymore. And so it was crazy for me to see that even these biblical characters who like go through crazy things. Like if I had seen that, I'd been like, all right, I'm in. I'm like, yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> and so to see Elijah like witness that and like be the vessel to make mm-hmm. that happen and then turn away and be like, I can't do this. Well, I'm not, I'm not worthy of this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go on. And for the Lord to still continue and like deliver him out of that. Yeah. And to literally like he sent an angel and was like, get up, get your food and water, keep going. Like yeah. there's so much more in store for you. Yeah. And like that was such a physical image of what I had gone through, mm. but then also like just the beauty that it will continue to happen to me and like yeah. continue to go. And so like that sermon of like the mountain valleys and caves and like no matter how far I run, like the Lord will still come get me. Mm. And like, I just, I love my story because I just feel like it's such a strong testament because I had done nothing to deserve yeah. like the Lord to come save me and to like bring me out of the times that I was in. Like I had never done anything, didn't even blink an eye when people talked about it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. And just like to see that in the Bible and like kind of like Elizabeth was talking about, we're in a class called Biblical Foundation. Right. And a huge part of it was talking about like the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like obviously I had that story that I loved, but I never really like did a bunch of digging around in the rest of it. Yeah. And like a little side story or like side note here is like, there is just so much like beauty and impact in the Old Testament. And I would just really encourage everyone, no matter like what part of your faith journey, it's hard. I just read Leviticus. <laughs> oh, in numbers. Oh, it's a fun time. It's a really fun time, but we're out of it. We're getting to Deuteronomy. Yeah. It's all okay. They're so good though, once you know and like get into it, but they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so even though this story is in the Old Testament, I really encourage you all to read it because like I said, it wasn't only like really healing and saving for me in that moment, but it it is just a great story to kind of emphasize like who our God is and who he continues to be for us. Yeah. Um, and so during all this time, like I said, I was pouring more into my church and actually I had decided to get baptized. Hey. And it was interesting for me because I was like, okay, like I was kind of like struggling. I was like, I've already been baptized when I was born, but I was like... I wanted to be the one to like declare, make the choice, make the choice and have my baptism. And so my family was a little like, well, you've already done that. And I was like, but you see, I have. But did I like, but did I? Yeah. Yeah. And so another thing is like, I'm like the main Christian in my household. Like my 
parents don't really like have a very like active faith of themselves Mm -hmm. and like my brother doesn't really either and so me coming home and talking about a lot of this stuff and like wanting to talk about these decisions was definitely uh, yeah Yeah. it kind of shook the house a little bit yeah um but I kind of just continued to stand up on what I believed and what I wanted even if no one showed up for my baptism I was still immensely joyful in those moments and so I had actually Gum baptized on January 19th, 2019, which is crazy. Um, But obviously that was like probably one of my best moments because, you know, being able to declare Mm -hmm. to all these people that had seen me in a light before that. Oh, yeah. Like was I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I was like, because you don't really like know who's going to be baptized in the day. They're like, oh, we have four baptisms. And then like they show a video that you get to make like talking about some of your story. Uh And so it's like they're just going to see my name up there. And I know some dogs are going to drop. Yep. And I'm okay with that. And yeah. I'm excited for that to happen. Yeah. And so um, that was something amazing that I got to do mm-hmm. um, during my time and like um, within Inside Out and everything like that. And then cool. kind of speeding through some of the rest of my story, um, like I got to go to the Philippines after that mm-hmm. for two weeks. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I got to yeah. go serve with like a group of like 20 other people with mm-hmm. my church. Um, and if you want to talk about the Lord restoring your energy so you can like spread his word, that is that like mission trip. Yeah, that is it. Probably yeah. got like five hours sleep that entire like two of weeks. Course. And of it's course. Fine. It was awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, like those moments of the Lord continuing to provide for me yeah. and like give me outlets to meet more people and meet more mentors and like still people that I keep up to and like keep up with today was like super encouraging for me and like that's really what allowed me to get through the rest of my high school because I knew on Sundays on Wednesdays we didn't have Bible study like I had many people I could go to and my small group really was like truly some of like the biggest vessels in my life like showing me what it was like to act as Christians and that they're not perfect and I'm not perfect of course but in the Lord like we can do anything and so that was all kind of like sophomore year and I am sorry, distancing, distancing myself. I hope so, Ashley. You did not need to be with those people anymore, yeah. anymore. But a little tidbit, because of my church, I also met my boyfriend who I've been dating for five years. Jackson. Shout out, Jackson. I hope you're listening to this. Jackson, how was it last week? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Guys, they're so cute. They're literally the most adorable couple I've ever seen. And so, yeah, that was one of like the one of my saving graces getting yeah. through high school was like, having a boy who never saw me for anything besides like myself yeah. and like my goofy little personality. Like that's who I was the entire time. Yeah. And I never felt the need to like show more, do more, anything. Mm-hmm. And so that was really the Lord, like restoring that relationship for me. And now yeah. we've been together for almost five years. And that's just I'm like, come on, come on, come on. I'm happy about it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> and so to really be delivered from these relationships that were so bad, to one that is like so God seeking yeah. and like so centered around Him, it's just like mind blowing to me because yeah. I didn't even know like that like existed. Right. I was like, that's really for movies. That doesn't right. actually happen. Right. And so, how to give him a shout out? That is one main reason that I have been able to make it to where I am today. Yeah. Um, but because of those like my new set foundations in the Lord, mm-hmm. um, in my faith and kind of stuff like that, it obviously made my hardships a lot less hard mm-hmm. and it allowed me to kind of go through the rest of high school and be able to make decisions like where else going to college yeah and what else going to do a lot easier because right. at the end of the day like 
no matter what decision I make, the Lord will be with me in it. Like, yeah. I could have made the complete wrong decision and he still loves me and he would still be walking right beside me. Yeah. So that is definitely like the mindset I really had. And actually, funny story, I almost didn't go to Sanford and I cannot right. imagine not going to Sanford. Right. Didn't you? Like, weren't you committed to another school? I was That's crazy. Fully committed to Barry College in Rome, mm-hmm. Georgia, which is another Christian school. And, like, that was something I, like, I wasn't yeah. up for debate. I was like, I want to go to a Christian school. Right. Um, but it was just a lot smaller and a lot mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And so, but it also was so pretty. Mm-hmm. So I committed, put down my deposit, and then cried. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I made a mistake. Yeah. And I'd want to go to Stanford since, like, my sophomore year. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, it's not going to work out. It's too expensive. It's too far. Yeah. All these things. And then literally the second I committed, I was like, mm-hmm. in my stomach, that is not what I should have yeah. done right then. Yeah. And so crazy enough once again when the lord closes one door he obviously opens another yeah and i'd gone to text probably an automated text but you know that's okay because it yeah, still opened the door text it's still a text and it was from like the brock school of business uh-huh. about like me them wanting me to go to their school crazy and i was like like me out of everyone once again probably i made text and that is a okay. matter still a door still a door still all i care about yep and so I had literally gone to my parents and been like, hey, I just bought like three Barry sweatshirts, but can I call Stanford and try to get like more scholarship money? And they were like, oh, uh. like they were like, literally, what are you talking about? And so obviously, hello, I'm here at Stanford. Yeah, I'm here with Elizabeth. So it's all okay. It all, it all worked out. Yeah. Um, But truly, ever since all the things of my testimony, like, I just feel like my story is such a declaration of like the Lord providing mm. and him remaining steadfast even when I do fall short right. because I very constantly do. And like sometimes I get hard on myself of I don't know as much as I feel like some other people do right. or like people talk about things they did like in VBS and I'm still kind of like, I don't really know what that is and like what right. that means. Right. And so like that's kind of hard sometimes, especially being a leader in a lot of it. I'm like, I'm experiencing this right alongside you, right. but it really is just like a like a declaration of like just how the Lord will be with you and like will give you the knowledge you need mm-hmm. to pour out to the people surrounding you and to like just always know that like there is more right. and like we're called to do more and to love. And so I also remind myself that just because someone else might have more like physical knowledge, history, yeah. whatever of the Bible of, of the Lord does not put us at like any other, like any different level. Yeah. Like the Lord still sees me as like this amazing disciple in his eyes, right. which is crazy. Cause I used to see Christianity as like this little stepping stair and then you get to the top yeah. and that's just so not what it is. Yeah. And I just love that. Like, even though we're so different, mm-hmm. like we're still seeing like the same and as like, right. this beautiful creation in God's eyes, Yeah, which is just what I love. And I just love, my testimony because even going to Sanford, um, one of my good friends, we had all we got this little friend group all in our hall. It was like mm-hmm. six of us. Yeah. They're literally my best friends in the whole wide world. And we had like sat down within the first week and all just shared our testimonies. Like we best. sat in a room for That's like five hours yeah. and just like cried our eyes out and we're like, This is where I need accountability. This mm-hmm. is kind of like where I fall short. And one of my friends, so many things she was struggling with are things I've been delivered from. Crazy. And so I was able to be this accountability partner because I was still kind of in this time of like, okay, Lord, you gave me this story and what should I do with it? Yeah. Like, I don't know how I can best 
like declare what you've done in my life like besides like screaming on top of a mountain or like a building right but having a real person going through things i've already been through was like crazy and it was like this light bulb moment of this is why yeah this is why i have this story and i had to go through all these things it's not because the lord was mad or because like that's what he like felt i needed to go through it's because he knew i would meet these people in the future that needed someone who's been on the other side of it now and so that's so cool that's just a little pretty much my testimony um definitely like a full 180 of who i used to be which makes me so happy and like so joyous in the lord because me hello Mm -hmm. oh it's just so amazing how the lord acts and how how he uses you kind of like you were saying just anyone at the end of the day like it's not us like we're just vessels for the Mm -hmm. lord and like when you told me your story for the first time when we got coffee, like I was, I was completely shocked. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, this is Ashley we're talking about. I guess the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are just a complete like ball of joy and hope and depth. That it's like I can't like you're just so resilient of all the things that yeah. you've gone through. But the thing is, I think your testimony is a beautiful example of like in a personification almost of what the gospel is because the gospel is darkness turning to light and that's it with jesus and that's yeah. exactly what you experience is you experience like the lowest of the low mm-hmm. and you know the hopelessness and the darkness and then jesus came and he made all of that light and he mm-hmm. made your darkness something for his ministry and mm-hmm. for his ministry and not only are you wise enough to acknowledge that but you're bold enough to use it and you are humble enough to be vul- to like be vulnerable with it mm-hmm. and like, I know I'm hyping you up right now, but <laughs> it's like not many people have the strength in the heart to like genuinely do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just think it's truly incredible because you just step back and you're like, it's not me. It's like none of yeah. mine I deserve. It's all the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's the perfect <laughs> vessel for ministry is like being so humble in that. Yeah. I'm just your biggest fan. <laughs> like, yours. Oh my gosh. I can't uh, even imagine. Yeah, it's definitely... Like I said, something I'm very grateful for just because, like, I will be able to use this story for, like, the rest of my life and all for the glory of God. Yeah. Which is, like, just crazy to think about. And like you said, like, going through some of this stuff so young, I was just so confused and so lost. But yet, like, I truly felt like a resurrected self. Like, Mm, my old self is dead. It is in Mm. the past. I will never be that again. And I'm just, like, this new person and it's like crazy because I used to be this ball of joy until like the sins and like the hurt of our world like took it out of me. Mm. But then Jesus came to bring it back, which is just like crazy. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, everything had brought me down. But like the light of the Lord is like what brought it back out of me because it was always in me. Yeah. I just didn't let it yeah. actually be out and I didn't know what it meant. And so, yeah. Thank you. I think that's so cool. Also, just one thing that I want to mention is the way that before Jesus, you were seeking the approval of people. And then after Jesus, you were seeking how to pour into people. (laughs) And I just think that's so cool because you can't show true love if you don't know true love. Mm -hmm. Like even with Jackson, which is like a small, well, not a small thing, but (laughs) a side thing. You know what I mean? Like once you were able to experience the love of Christ, that's when you were able to accept that and then give that back. Mm -hmm. And that is just so incredible to me and to see that so vibrant in your life. Thank you. I, I loved this. This has been so much fun. Yes. We, y'all, we had such a hard time finding time. 
<laughs> We've only been waiting to do this for like five weeks I'm now, probably. We've been talking about it since February. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay because now we're here and it happened and that's all that matters. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. But thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you for giving a platform like this to really just oh, spread the word and spread the stories because that's what we're here for, to spread our stories. And they should not be hidden anyway. because... They are beautiful and they are given to us for a reason. So Amen. you're amazing for making this platform. You're amazing for being on it. We're going to close in prayer and yes. then we'll go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, Ashley and just the vibrant ball of awesomeness that she is, Lord. We thank you for your redemption. God, it is Holy Week. And so right now we are celebrating Easter and your death and your resurrection on the cross. And we thank you so much for giving us stories like Ashley's where we can see so clearly your power in bringing darkness into light and then using our darkness for a tool for your ministry, God. We like to pray that you will grow us in your wisdom and in your strength and in your depth and in favor with you and with men, Lord. We thank you for all of these things and thank you for sending your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.